Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast, where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my good friends, Joe and Duff. Great to be here. I hope by the end of this podcast, we're great friends. We'll see. We'll see. We still have <laughs> three years left of this. Yeah. Um, we're on minute 101 of Titanic. Uh, in triple this, digits. Triple digits. And in this minute... You know, p- potentially the most important one. Uh, Titanic hits the iceberg. The ice, ice baby berg. Thought for <laughs> sure they were gonna miss. <laughs> I, I, I always hope it does. Uh, so it starts out. We have Murdoch. He's looking over at the the ship, and it's about to hit the iceberg. And he's you know hoping it doesn't hit. We have the score playing, which I really enjoy, and would completely fail at trying to replicate right now but i really enjoy the score during this titanic during this like iceberg hit sequence murdoch's face during this is really great he's just struck with panic and sweating he has the the look i do when i get an email from my boss asking if i did something <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking at your inbox and oh, don't don't email no yeah. no oh, he, just sees, par- he, can, he sees his ex-girlfriend with the quarterback across the lunchroom right now <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, and this, this hitting the iceberg guys interrupts Jack and Rose's kissing, which I was thinking, I think this goes back like four minutes of them kissing now. Uh, at that point, isn't it making out? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know these terms. I know I'm asking nowadays. the least qualified person, <laughs> in, uh, currently alive, maybe ever. <laughs> um, but I don't yeah. know these terms, these but yeah, millennials. They, uh, I mean, they've been, we're pretty close to being in real time. So yeah, they've been kissing a while. I think sucking face is the term uh, the kids going to say. Uh, necking. 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 There we go. <laughs> uh, parking. Parking, yep. Uh, oh, they, they did that already. <laughs> yeah. We also have uh, kind of uh, James Cameron uh well, not just James Cameron. He does a lot, but a lot of uh, good directors do. But you kind of have this contrast between loud noises and quiet times during this. You know, we kind of go back and forth between, you know, the the ship hitting it, which is incredibly loud, and then also, like, back to the bridge where it's not that loud. Like, sort of a, you know, back and forth contrast. We see that the rest of this week between... Uh, he stole definitely... that He stole that from the Pixies. Dang it, I was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's also uh, how our podcast sounds too <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> um uh, the uh the the lookout you know reacts J- jesus christ <laughs> which is exactly how i think i would react in that situation yeah just probably i would i would immediately try to figure out who to blame or who should be in charge <laughs> We've learned anything today. Duff's an, a fantastic colleague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the buck uh, stops with Duff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, un, you know, the saddest part of this whole minute is Fabrizio is woken up. And it's not sad that he was woken up, but his bed is empty. Where's Helga? I was rooting for Helga and Fabrizio. And 
He maybe he's just a gentleman. Maybe he didn't want to invite Helga back to his room when there's two random Swedish guys <laughs> sleeping there as well. <laughs> Jesus, Rob. That's true. Yeah, I guess they had nowhere to go. Um, nope. Where did I wonder how that worked? Uh, like on the Titanic, like is it you know? Do you put a sock on the door? Like how did <laughs> how did that work in steerage? Um, I mean, I first of all, it was only like a four day trip. Well, it's supposed to be longer. And I know we talk about cru- <laughs> we joke <laughs> about cruises a lot, but this really wasn't a cruise for the steerage people. They were, you know, they had probably rustled together everything they owned, sold them so they could go to America. This wasn't like some joyride vacation. Well, that's true. They go I mean, in the cargo hold. Well, yeah, I suppose. That's, you got those guys that just, like, <laughs> hunt you down if you go in the cargo hold. Um, we also see uh, – we see – Thomas Andrews as uh, the chandelier in his suite is shaking and he's looking at it back again to we sort of mentioned about loud quiet loud right the pixies here where's my mind (laughs) (laughs) is he looking at Titanic's blueprints or is he making a new ship (laughs) he's like this ship this isn't very good I need to start over he's designing a lifeboat (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question I um I assume he's got Titanic's blueprints but on the other hand, why would he have them out? He's done. He probably is designing a new one. And, like, it's, you know, it's, what, like, between 10 and 11, and it's the, this is the... It's almost the, midnight. Yeah. This is the greatest thing ever created by man. you think he'd be out partying a little, because like, I built this ship as a great pickup line. Yeah, that's true. Or I designed this ship. Yeah. Um. We... We was also he, he was Irish, right? Uh, I already forget. He, I already forget Wolf. he was British. Oh. Well, do you know what the term British means? Mm-hmm. I suppose it's it says British in nationality on Wikipedia. That's as far as I went, Joe. Okay. So he could be I'm just hoping to own you because I feel like you think British and English is the same oh, thing. So he was born he was born in Ireland. I think Duff uh is being a little racist here and assuming the Irish guy must be drunk all the time. Uh, I can say what I want because I'm a quarter Irish. Uh, that rounds down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did find out something uh, fascinating. Uh, we'll, we'll be the judge of that. But. Yeah. Well, this is so, the first time for everything. <laughs> we have this, uh, we sort of see water breaking through the cargo hold and that is a one-quarter miniature where we see that kind of like the rivets break and the water sprays across. And on the uh, Titanic Blu-ray, you can see how they shot this. And it it's kind of like reinforces movie magic and also takes away all of it. Because what it is, is it's a quarter-scale miniature model just out in a parking lot with like... <laughs> Like all this, like three boxes that are like built to be quarter scale, like on some crates, and just the camera moving by as like water pours out of them. And I'm like, oh, that looked like that was such a convincing miniature. And then you see how they did it, and you're like, oh, why is that disappointing? Well, I mean, it's disappointing because I think it's super cool and how they did it, but also like in my head, you know, because it looks so great, I'm just like, oh, they must have like 
you know, knowing about James Cameron, they must have just had an entire, you know, entire building and they just <laughs> punctured holes and let the water come flying into it. Instead, it's just, you know, some dudes in a parking lot spraying a hose. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. it looks great. Like I just keep rewatching it, and it just looks so good. Like the yeah, the, all the water bursting through walls uh, shots are great. Yeah, they're practical effects. I, oh. Yeah, I, and miniatures, man, unbelievable. Do you think that how much work do you think miniatures and model guys can get in Hollywood today? I was thinking that I don't not enough, and 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 I'm they sure should it still gets used all the time. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know there's some. I'm just thinking comparatively because, you know, prior to, like, say, Jurassic Park, like, most things were miniatures or models. Maybe a matte shot or a projection. There's a museum to a guy that made tons of miniatures in uh, Lyon, France. I went to it. It's pretty neat to, like, look at those things up close. To Uh, just one person or? His... The whole that floor of the museum is yeah one guy's um, work. Was it Ray Harryhausen? No, it was, no, some French guy. I don't remember uh, his name. I, I, Obviously, gonna, the museum didn't do a good job because I don't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give kudos here to Duff because I was looking it up while he said it. The release of Jurassic Park was a turning point in the use of computers to create effects for which physical miniatures would have previously been employed. With the use of CGI has largely overtaken their use since then. They're still often employed. Um, but it's definitely a lot less than it was previously. And they mentioned Titanic, Independence Day, Godzilla, um, Lord of the Rings trilogy, Casino Royale, Dark Knight, Inception, and Interstellar as uh, recent examples. But well done, Duff. Nailed it with Jurassic Park. Well, I just know that, you know, you had, I mean, they're pretty. Mu- it was pretty much all Cameron stuff. Uh, I know The Abyss and Terminator 2 and this. Yeah. I feel like there was just this reputation in Hollywood that are like, well... James Cameron did, but he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But then maybe like when Spielberg started doing it and Jurassic Park was an even bigger hit than those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie, or sorry, this minute ends as the water comes in and hits the stewards that were looking for Jack and Rose. I think we all agree those guys deserved it. Yeah. Die narcs. Yeah. <laughs> The it's funny. monitors just drowned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they won't get into hand in that extra homework they asked for. <laughs> so uh, I will I will say, though, that there's often a lot of usually trolling or jest about, oh, they wouldn't have hit the iceberg if Jack and Rose weren't kissing because those guys distracted them. But these guys dying, that's definitely their fault. For sure. For sure. Um. I uh, I have a little passage here from uh, from my from my little bit of research about Titanic in real life. But before I get there, do you guys have anything else before uh, we go into this in Google Group Monday? Nope. Okay. So in real life, uh, above the waterline, there was little evidence of the collision, and the stewards in the first class dining room noticed a shutter, which they, th- they thought might have been caused by the ship shedding a propeller blade. We'll hear that mentioned later this week. Uh, many of the passengers felt a bump or a shudder, um, but nothing really that they thought much of. Um, those in the lowest decks, uh, nearest to the side of the collision, felt it much more directly. Um, you know, someone talked about being awakened by a grinding crash along the starboard side. Um, 
no one was very much alarmed, but knew that they had struck something. Right, it just kind of sounded like a heavy thud and grinding, tearing sound. Uh, originally, it was reported that the, that the uh, iceberg had torn a hole no less than 300 feet into the iceberg. That is not true, or into the, the hull. That is not true, uh, as uh, Lewis earlier in the movie had explained. There was actually uh, about six narrow openings that were each around 12 to 13 feet total, but they were all under the water line, but along different parts of the hull, which meant it flooded different compartments. That's his, I think he uh, used Morse code as his analogy uh, earlier I in mean, the movie. I mean, 300 feet is still uh, kind of a big deal. Well, it wasn't opinion. 300 feet. It was 12 to 13 feet. Oh, okay. Originally, it was reported that it was 300 feet, but it's just like 12 to 13 feet. Six different Oh, spots. I got it. I thought yeah. that it was actually much bigger and that people were like, ah, oh, it's only 300 feet. Oh, no, no, no. Um, so why? Uh, I'll tell you, um, any hole in a boat, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Water was pouring in at about seven long tons a second, which is 15 times faster than the ship could pump it out. So that's that's too fast, guys. Um which then I had to learn what the difference between a long ton and a short ton was. I was going to ask. Oh, a long ton is uh, from the UK, and it is 2,240 pounds, whereas a short ton, which we are more familiar with, is in the US, and that's 2,000 pounds. Uh, is this like a metric to whatever we call our US system? We're yeah. right. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just... It, you know, back to the point I keep saying, just, you know, bad luck, bad luck on this, on this boat. Uh, so that's all I have for this minute. Uh, Duff, I'm sure you have what all their listeners have been waiting for. Uh, yeah. All right. Hold on. Got to turn the crank, turn on the, turn the, turn the dials. So I was, I couldn't really find anything super interesting related to this week's content. So what I found was uh, something we've been doing to an extent every Friday about if you had to choose a new cast for the movie. Um, so they And they, they say Jack, Rose, Old Rose, Cal, Ruth, and Brock. Okay. So we've played this game usually on Friday. We also played it towards the beginning. But I found one that I think everyone will be delighted by. And this is from October of 1998. This is from Big Mac 25. Okay. Um, and he's called that because his signature, a Mar- a McGuire fan by choice, a Cardinals fan by association, a oh. Cleveland fan by location. Okay. So okay. odds are this person is racist. <laughs> <laughs> he's ticking off all the boxes, most of the boxes there. Yeah. So Big Mac 25 says, how about Jack? Chris Burke, Corky from Life Goes On. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, oh, my God. Rose, Sarah Michelle Geller, and then parentheses, ooh, the drawing scene. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining Corky from Life Goes On drawing Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> Somehow it, it gets uh, even better. Uh, old Rose, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> How do you explain that? Oh, my. So, and then Cal, and I don't know if they intentionally did this or not. They said Tommy Lee. 
I don't know if they meant Tommy Lee Jones or Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee. I think they absolutely mean Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee. (laughs) Um, Ruth, they said, my (laughs) mother-in-law. Oh, Big Mac. Uh, Lovejoy, Dolph Lundgren. Okay. I I would pay to see that. I like that. Uh, And then Captain Smith, Alan Hale Jr., the skipper from Gilligan's Island. That's incredible. So quite a picture has been painted with those. Oh, man. That would be a different movie. (laughs) It sure would. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with uh, Minute 102. (laughs) 